Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ask the Groucho. Yes, friends, it's a Groucho summertime. By popular demand from your letters, rating histories, and the acclaim of critics, the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers bring you selected shows from You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. Groucho Marx is on vacation, friends, and will return in the fall. Until then, it's fun and laughs each week this summer as we proudly present some of the best of Groucho's past shows. And here he is, the one, the only... That's me, Groucho Marx! Well, here I am again with $1,000 for one of our couples. Now, Mr. Fenneman, who's first to try for the $1,000? Well, just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected a student nurse, Gwen Lonsom, and a college gymnast, Aura Herabedian. Folks, come in here and meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome, welcome, kids, to your bet your life. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Gwen uh, Lonsom, huh? Is that right? Lamason. Oh, well, you won't be Lamason very often. <laughs> and uh, you're a student, nice? That's right. A very pretty one, huh? Thank you. Where are you from, New Bedford? <laughs> no, I'm from Minnesota, born in Rochester, but I lived all over the state. Oh. <laughs> you must have been fairly active, then. <laughs> and uh, Ara Harabedian? You just made that up, didn't you? <laughs> I've carried it with me now for a few years. You're a college gymnast? Yes. Uh, where are you from? The University of Southern California. Oh. How old are you, a Herobedian? Uh, I'm 23. Are you very Herobedian in school? <laughs> You're 23? Yes. And uh, you, uh, Gwen? I'm 20. 20, huh? What a lovely age. Uh. I, I, are you married? No. How about, have you been uh, trapped... Uh, no, I'm single. Single. Neither one married, huh? Well, the program isn't over yet, you know. <laughs> Let's see what what we can do here. You, you're a gymnast? Yes. Do you think you could fall for uh, Gwen here? That would be easy. <laughs> well, don't fall too hard. She'll put you in splints. <laughs> of course, you're a gymnast. You'll probably marry a dumbbell. Huh? <laughs> That's known as the easy joke department. <laughs> Are you a registered nurse, Gwen? No, I'm still a student. I see. Well, I'd say you, you've registered with uh, Arrow over here. <laughs> Do you nurse anybody besides students, Gwen? We, we nurse anyone. You don't care whether they're sick or not, huh? <laughs> you nurse them anyway? We prefer that they're sick. <laughs> That's nice. She goes around hoping people are sick, huh? <laughs> You must have Frankenstein blood on you, uh, <laughs> or Charles Adams. Just what is a student nurse? Well, it's someone who's studying to become a graduate registered nurse. Mm-hmm. Well, where are you doing it? Well, I'm studying at the Bishop Johnson's College of Nursing at the Hospital of the Good Samaritan. Oh. You have to say that whole thing every time anybody asks you? <laughs> Can't you just say you're studying Bishop Johnson and let it go with that? <laughs> what are your school's requirements? Could I become a student nurse? Well, first you have to be between the ages of 18 and 35. 
Well, I can pass that, and I will without another word. <laughs> well, what are the various ways to crack your skull in a gym? Do you fly around on a trapeze? Well, we have the horizontal bar, parallel bars, side horse, long horse. I've heard about bars like that. You go in parallel and you come out horizontal. <laughs> have three side horses and one long horse. <laughs> Would you mind describing one of these gym cracks? Uh, well, let's uh, take the long horse. It's a uh, piece of apparatus stands about uh, four feet high and it's about five and a half feet long. So when you run the length of the gym and hit a takeoff board and uh, vault over the horse, either uh, hitting the near end or the far end of the horse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that's all you do in school is uh, <laughs> just trying to hit the far end of a horse <laughs> well I suppose that's cheaper than betting on him <clears throat> well you're a charming couple and I expect you to get married as soon as you leave here <laughs> that'll be two dollars please <laughs> now let's see how well you work together as a team in just one minute you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the thousand dollar question but first, here's something of importance. Imagine being able to turn the steering wheel of your car with one finger, even when your car is at an absolute standstill. You can with famous DeSoto Full Power Steering. Why not try it? Go to your DeSoto Plymouth dealer and take the five-mile trial. Take the five-mile trial. Drive five miles behind the wheel of a new DeSoto Fire Dome 8 or a DeSoto Powermaster 6, and discover the amazing ease and convenience of DeSoto full power steering. Going around sharp curves and over bumpy roads, you'll have firmer control than you've ever known before. DeSoto full power steering makes driving safer and easier and far less tiring. In traffic conditions or when you're parking, you'll marvel at the effortless ease of turning the wheel. It's as easy as dialing a phone. You see, DeSoto Full Power Steering works for you not some of the time, but all of the time. Tomorrow, visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealers and ask to take the five-mile trial in either the mighty DeSoto Fire Dome 8 with the new 160-horsepower Fire Dome V8 engine or the handsome DeSoto Powermaster 6. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth, the low-priced car, most like high-priced cars. All right, now let's see if you'll get a chance at the $1,000. Uh, Mr. Fanneman. Yes, sir. Would you mind explaining the rules to these kids? All right. Uh, you bet as much of your $20 as you want on each of four questions. And the couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,000 DeSoto Plymouth question at the end of the show. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build your $20. You selected popular singers, past and present. Here's your first question. How much will you bet? Fifteen. 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 What was the name of the vagabond lover of the 20s who sang her songs through a megaphone? Uh, Rudy, uh, I mean, uh... uh Talk it over now. One answer. Rudy Valley. No. Rudy Valley is right. One answer to well, you're on your way. You have $35. Now, remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. How much of the 35 are you going to risk? 30. 30. 30. What is the name of the versatile vocalist on the Jack Benny show? 
Dennis Day. Dennis Day is right. You're really climbing now. You have $65. 65 How much is it? 65 You're going to bet on your third question. 60 $60. What is the name of Tommy Dorsey's former vocalist who swept the nation's Bobby Soxes off their feet? Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. Now you've climbed up to $125. And how much of this $125 are you going to risk? It works. Okay. The works. 125. After trying for years, one song, That's My Desire, made an overnight sensation of this singer. What's his name? Frankie Lane. Frankie Lane is right. <laughs> and you wind up with a grand total of $250. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Groucho, we invited some private detectives to the program tonight. Oh, a private detective is a lighthearted loon if you listen to popular rumor. No, you wouldn't understand that. <laughs> These detectives. <laughs> I'd like to introduce the next couple. Really, I would. Maybe they know each other. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, studio audience selected one of those that we invited, and his name is Mr. Alan Rice. His partner is a spinster, Miss Etta Rue, and here they are. Folks, come in here and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, welcome, kids, to the DeSoto Plymouth Dealer. Right there, right on. Say, the, say, the, say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Now, let's see. Uh, a spinster and a private eye, huh? Well, this ought to be interesting. If he can't find her a man, nobody can. <laughs> Where are you from, Etta? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, How do you feel about St. Paul? Oh, well, uh, St. Paul's all right, too. <laughs> a, a hollow laugh, have I ever heard one? <laughs> How is it you're a spinster, a charming girl like you, Edna? Well, I've had a great number of gentlemen friends, but uh, uh, somehow or other I didn't uh, quite make the grade. Now, if you found the, the right man now, would, would you uh, marry him? Oh, yes, indeed. If I... Uh, well, I'd think it over, of course, a while, and uh, if it came up to my expectations, uh-huh. I, I think I would. <laughs> <laughs> you feel the same way about him as you do about St. Paul, I think. <laughs> How about Alan Rice, huh? Yes, sir. You, uh, are you married? Uh, no, I'm not, Mr. Mark. Pretty good detective. He keeps himself out of trouble. Edda, are you casting sheep's eyes over there? (laughs) Oh, no. I was kind of looking at you. (laughs) Well, I'm spoken for, Edda. Unfortunately, there's a girl in St. Paul who is infatuated. (laughs) You you say you're a a private eye. Where do you do your gumshoeing? Well, I have my own agency here in Hollywood. Central what do you do, Bureau spy on yourself? Huh? Secret Service. Oh, Secret Service, huh? I better be careful what I say here. Do you work for the government? No, we call it Secret Service because all of our investigations are strictly confidential. Better, I think he's your man. <laughs> or aren't you interested in a confidence man? Oh, I'm interested in most any kind of man at this age. <laughs> Eddie, you're really on the prowl, aren't you, huh? <laughs> Eddie, a gentleman never asks a woman her age, so tell me, how many years ago were you born? Oh, uh, well, uh, 
66 and uh, maybe a little bit more. Six, 66 years ago. Let's see, that uh, that makes you about 47, huh? <laughs> Perhaps you would explain something to me. Exactly what age does a woman become a spinster? Oh, a woman never becomes a spinster if she keeps young and... Uh, and uh, keeps a young mind and uh, goes around with the fellas and all this and that. She never becomes a <laughs> Just what do you mean by all this and that? <laughs> well, tries to act young and look young and uh, and uh, keep up appearances and uh, and go dancing, the square dancing and and uh, rumba and all this and that, you know. Better, I think you've evaded that very well. That. <laughs> Hey, Eagle Eye, wake up. This guy's in a transom over here. <laughs> I'm only kidding, Alan. Actually, you're, you're wide awake, alert, and every inch the private detective. Now, stay awake. <laughs> now, what's the most common kind of a job you fellows get? Well, the most uh, common jobs we get is department store work for uh, disappearance, mysterious disappearance of merchandise. Suppose somebody's trying to steal a thimble. Could you detect that instantly? Well, if he was a professional thimble thief, yes. Are there people who would just go around and steal nothing but thimbles? Yes. Now, how can you spot a shoplifter? Do they look like crooks? They look just like you and me. <laughs> Can't you just make it you? Why do you have to drag me in? <laughs> Etta. Yes? Uh, you're still here. Oh, yes, I'm here. Has anything embarrassing ever happened to you, Edna? Oh, yes, not could, long ago. Could you relate it to us? I was singing in church. I was singing one of the hymns that they, uh, uh, when we were all singing there, not in what? the choir, but this was just in the, in the congregation. What were you singing? We were singing, Near My God to Thee. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I opened my mouth pretty wide. I guess why didn't I should have? <laughs> and lo and behold, my upper plate fell right down in the floor. <laughs> Just a moment, Edna. Don't they always pass the plate around in church? Yes, but the plate had already passed. I must say you two have been unusual. I must say that because you really are. However, a few days in bed and I'll be as good as new. You're going to make a very interesting wife for some fellow, and I'm going to try to find you a husband if it's the last thing I do. And I wouldn't be surprised if it is the last thing I do. <laughs> now, you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other two couples. You'll get a chance at the $1,000 question. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how much the first couple won, but George Fenneman is going to remind our listeners. The student nurse and the college gymnast won $250. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected state landmarks. Here's your first question. How much would you bet? Fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars. In what state is Pikes Peak? Colorado. Colorado is right. Well, you're on your way. You have thirty-five dollars. Remember, you're going for a thousand dollars tonight. How much of your thirty-five are you going to bet? Thirty dollars. In what state do you find the Everglades? Oh, uh, Florida. Florida is yeah. right. <laughs> You now have $65. Oh. She's just crazy about herself, this girl. All right. She's pretty cute at that. Now, here's your third question. You're going to bet how much? $60. $60. In what state do you find the crater Lake National Park? 
in Oregon. Oregon. Oregon is right. Climb to $125. I wouldn't be surprised if Etta winds up marrying herself if she wins this one. It's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the $125 are you going to risk? All of it. We'll shoot the works. The works. In what state do you find the General Sherman Sequoia tree? Uh, oh, in California. In California. California is right. <laughs> $250. Oh. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Oh, uh, we invited some high school students to our program tonight. Yes. Uh, I, I suppose we all realize it so far. No, I didn't. Uh, what is it? We uh, have a tie in our score here, I suppose you know. But I can't tell you how much because the other couple's probably waiting out here by now, huh? And in addition to that, he doesn't know. Yes, I do, but I won't say it because the uh, high school students that we invited to the program are here. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected two of them to be on the show. And here they come, Miss Laura Ann, no, Lou Ann Williams and Howard Stearns. Meet Groucho Marx, kids. Welcome, youngsters, for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Say the secret word and you'll divide $100. It's a common word, something you always have with you. High school youngsters, huh? It's, well, it's always nice to meet young people. Uh, Lou Ann uh, Williams, huh? Yes. Oh, how old are you, Lou? Sixteen. Sixteen. And uh, you were? Uh... A little over sixteen. Where are you from, Howard? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. What is your hometown, uh, Lou? Uh, Tucson, Arizona. Mm -hmm. What school do you attend? Eagle Rock High School. Eagle Rock? Mm-hmm. And at what school do you practice your somnambulism, uh, Howard? Well, I go to Fairfax High School. Oh. Do you know what somnambulism is? That means you walk in your sleep. That's not true. I always trap myself in it. <laughs> what are you learning in school, Harold? Well, I take chemistry, algebra. Do you do anything else in school, like playing with the girls' basketball team? Oh, no, I, I play with a band. Oh, a musician, eh? What instrument do you massacre? I play trombone. Are you interested in the band, too, uh, Lou? No. <laughs> no, you just don't give it to, do you? <laughs> do you belong to any school organizations? Yes, the GAA. GAA, what's that? Gah. <laughs> Is that like the AAA? No, that's the Girls Athletic Association. Girls Athletic Association. Well, count me out. I'll have no association with any girl who's athletic. <laughs> But before I break off the association, what is the purpose of it, Lou? To make uh, sports more popular with girls. I'm back in the association. <laughs> I'm one sport who's just dying to be popular with girls. <laughs> now, which team are you on, Lou? Uh, I'm not on any team. I'm a cheerleader. A cheerleader? Yes. Oh, glad you're here. I need something to cheer me up. Can you give us a cheer? Go ahead, something that'll uh, rouse the rooters. You mean right now? Yeah, give us a cheer. Okay. Snickerty, rickety, rickety, rat. We're the GA that never falls back. We're the people. We're the stuff. We're from Eagle Rock. That's enough. I didn't know that Shakespeare wrote poems about sports. He'll be singing that in a hundred years from now. I only hope I'm not around to hear it. Howard, Howard, is that it, Howard? Yeah, let's Howard. find out something about your band. Is it a dance band, or is it just for football games? Well, we play for football games and also other school activities that need the band to play. Like well, that? Secret word? Well, you and your partner split $100 between you. Here's 50 for you, and here's 50 for you. Thank you. Didn't they? You say uh, you, you just play for football games? Uh? Well, we play for school assemblies, 
and rallies. Uh-huh. Do you march in the parades? Yes. Well, when you're marching along in a parade, how do you know what the fellow in the back of you is doing? Well, I don't, but it doesn't make any difference. Suppose he happens to be playing a slide trombone and he's reaching for a low note. <laughs> now, uh, Lou, uh, when your band is playing, your school band is playing at a football game, do you wear pump, wave pom-poms like I've seen on television? Yes. Well, let's recreate a big game. Uh, Howard, you play your school song and uh, Lou Ann... You wave your school colors, okay? Okay, one, two, three, go. Well, I don't have an instrument. <laughs> That's right. It's hard to play a slide trombone unless you have it. Well, we could borrow one. Hey, uh, trombonist out there, could we have the trombone for a minute? <laughs> Are you sure you know how to blow this thing, Howard? Yeah. They can be pretty dangerous, those slide trombones. <laughs> And I want you to play exactly as you do when you're sitting at a football game. Pretend the rest of your band is here, too, and you're all blowing up some school spirit. Now, go ahead. Get hot. And, and uh, Lou Ann, you wave your school colors, okay. huh? Okay. let's go. Let's be sensible about this. You mean that's your school song? I don't you mean the... you win football games with that? I don't play the melody. You don't what? I don't play the melody. You say... <laughs> Howard, when you say you don't play the melody, that's the understatement of the year. <laughs> Are you sure you can play that bugle? Yes. Let's try it again. Only this time, forget what you play and, and give us the old fight song now. Go ahead. Come on. That was magnificent. And I'm sure if you continue practicing like that, you can make a fortune going around breaking leases. <laughs> All right, now let's see how much you've learned in school. You're going to play your bet your life. You run your $20 into more than our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the $1,000 question. I can't tell you how much they won, but George is going to remind our listeners. The first and second couples are tied with $250 each. Here we go. Let's, let's see how high you can bet your $20. You've selected famous inventors. Here's your first question. How much of the $20 are you going to bet? Fifteen. Fifteen. Who invented the telegraph? Morse. Samuel Morse is right. Well, you're off to a good start. You have $35. Remember, you're going for $1,000. Now, how much of the $35 are you going to bet? Twenty-five. Thirty. Or twenty-five. Twenty-five? Twenty-five? Oh, Thirty. <laughs> I think we should make it twenty-five. Well, <laughs> Make it twenty-seven fifty, eh? Let's let's make it twenty-five. Save a little bit for dinner. We're going to find out now who's the boss of this team. 
All right, what is it, kids? 25. Okay, 25. Who invented the uh, cotton gin? Eli Whitney. Eli Whitney is right. <laughs> and now you have $60. Here's your third question. How much of the 60 are you going to bet? 55. 55. 55. Who invented the lightning rod? Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. $115. Now, how many is your last chance to beat the other couples? How much are you going to bet? Bet it all. Bet it all? Yes. Who invented the incandescent lamp like you use at home? Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison is right. <laughs> All right, you came through. Huh? And you two kids wind up with $230, and that means that our first two couples, who both won $250, get a chance at the big question together. the big question in just one minute, but first, here's an important message. Friends, if you're looking for a used car, remember you can't go by price or appearance alone. You also have to go by the reputation of the dealer. And that's why so many people like to buy not only new cars, but also used cars from a DeSoto Plymouth dealer. He's a good man to do business with. When you buy from a DeSoto Plymouth dealer, you know you'll get satisfaction. You'll get a used car that's a real value whether you're buying the latest model or just dependable transportation. Your DeSoto Plymouth dealer has many different makes and models of good used cars on his lot. Some of them are DeSotos and Plymouths he sold when they were brand new and has serviced in his shop ever since. So before you decide on any used car, drop around and see what your DeSoto Plymouth dealer has to offer. You'll find he has the best used car values in town. All right, Groucho, here we go with two couples tied for the big question and the chance at the $1,000. Each couple will decide on a single answer between them. Now, write it down on one of these cards that I'm going to hand you. Now, if both couples get the right answer, they will split the money between them. All right, you all ready? Put on your thinking caps. Here we go for $1,000. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully. Please, no help in the audience. Here it is. For $1,000, tell me who was our youngest president at the time of his inauguration. Let me see the card. No, I'm sorry. This couple wins with Theodore Roosevelt. He was just 43 at the time he... Spinster and the Private Eye had the right answer, Theodore Roosevelt. The other, the other couple had guessed Franklin D. Roosevelt. They both had Roosevelt's, but unfortunately they had the wrong one. Well, that's right. You win $1,000, and, and how much uh, did they win? $250. That's $1,250. Uh, so you win $1,200. What are you going to do with all that money, Etta? Well, uh, oh... It's I... out of the question with me, Etta, yes. so let's... Uh... <laughs> I have a friend, an old maid like myself, that's been ill for several years. And she's, uh, well, it's been seven years now that she's been ill. And I said, if I want any money tonight, I'd help her out. Because she's gone to the end of a rope financially. So I'm going to help her out. Well, that's all. Well, you really are 
really cleaned up tonight. Congratulations from the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. You bet your luck. Go ahead. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the best of Groucho from the You Bet Your Life series. Don't miss the best of Groucho on television, too. Also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember, see the DeSoto Fire Dome 8... Tomorrow! Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. The three R's of safe driving are ready, reasonable, and right. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell, directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith, music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. <laughs> 